This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 85th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording via Zoom from beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. You know, every day that I spend in quarantine, I help flatten the curve a little bit of COVID-19, and also my hair gets a little bit longer and a little bit more unruly. Uh, it is, well, I'm getting to extreme circumstances at this point. How are you doing with your, your hair situation? I looks like you're doing great personally. Well, thank you. Um, I was lucky enough to get a haircut the day before the shelter in place order was, uh, was passed down, uh, here in Greene County, Missouri. So I got to my barber literally the last day possible and got a haircut. So I'm good for maybe another two weeks or so that's phenomenal before it starts getting out of hand again you know we know a uh, a guy that that owns a, a barber shop or i guess or co-owns one i've definitely thought about uh trying to orchestrate some kind of secret meeting to uh have him give me <laughs> Underground a, a haircut. haircut yes um i haven't got to that point yet but it's it's getting close yeah i mean it's uh it's something you got to think about I mean, there's a lot of people out there just you know have unruly hair and you know, I, I saw a thing online that was like, um, before we're all allowed to go out in public, we need to allow hairdressers to be open for like a week beforehand so everybody can go become <laughs> presentable again before we intermingle. It's true. I, 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 I was thinking about that. I'm going to have to probably go back to work with, with this hair and it's, it's going to be embarrassing. But I also saw that uh, searches for buzz cuts had like was like skyrocketing on google like people are looking up how to give themselves hey, how to cut your own haircuts. hair yeah <laughs> if you have like a youtube tutorial on that you're probably getting a lot of hits right now yeah i'm it's probably what i'm gonna have to do my wife used to cut my hair so i got free haircuts all the time and it didn't matter because who cares really and um it wasn't the best but wasn't the worst and then we were getting married this was like when we were in college and we were just dating we were getting married she was like i'm not cutting your hair for our wedding you're gonna have to get a real haircut and then after i did that she said you know what we're gonna just stick with that <laughs> keep going to the barber and we'll forget the the home home haircuts so works for me i didn't know that that's funny well kyle today uh last week was kind of a exciting and then a demoralizingly sad week for mizzou sports uh, but I wanted to start with kind of an uplifting story, if you'll indulge me for a moment here. Uh, we talk, I talked one other time about a famous, form, a famous Mizzou alumni, uh, Greg Miller, who is in the video games. I don't think he would call himself a journalist, but more like a, a commentator, personality, content creator. Um, he was a former antler so a big mizzou basketball fan and he is doing a fundraiser right now representing mizzou um it's a it's called gamers versus cancer and he is raising money through twitch a streaming platform 
Um, and like I said, he's representing Missouri and it's kind of like a bracket thing. Um, he already won his first week matchup against a guy from Florida and I'm not sure who he's facing up against this week, but he's kind of blowing, uh, blowing the competition out of the water because this is kind of what he does for a living is raise money, uh, using video games for his own company. So, um, if you go to his Twitter account, which is just game over Greggy, you can see um, a really personal video of his um, battle with cancer, and then also a really fun video of him visiting Mizzou campus uh, years after graduating. And he got to like go on to uh, Mizzou Arena Court and uh, shoot hoops a little bit and film this video. And it's really cool. And it's just uh, a cool part of, you know, you always hear about the kind of the famous people that graduated from Mizzou and uh, he's somebody that's, you know, a little bit closer to our age, a little bit closer to our demographic. Um, obviously, we enjoy video games quite a bit. So I just wanted to throw that out there as a pretty cool story. If you can watch those videos and even if you don't donate, you can check out his Twitch stream uh, where he's representing Mizzou. It's pretty cool. And another sort of uplifting story um, before we get into the bad news, the Mizzou coaches, um, I know for sure. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, Conzo Martin, and Robin Pingston uh, are all voluntarily taking pay cuts, as well as athletic director Jim Sterk to help um, offset some of the budgetary issues that the university is facing right now because of the virus. So I thought that was, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, but, you know, people don't always act that way. Um, so it's good to see them doing the right thing there. Yeah, um, for sure. It, you love to see uh, the coaches of the university you root for uh, do good things, uh, demonstrate good leadership, demonstrate that they're good people. I think we already knew that uh, about these individuals, but this definitely drives home that point even more. It's it's great to see. Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers on it. You can find it on um, Twitter and various articles, obviously. But, uh, you know, no matter what, they're kind of just trying to pitch in and do their part a little bit. Uh, let's see here. Kyle, did you see, um, I think due to the fact that sports are not being played right now, people are turning to sports video games more than ever, uh, to sort of get that fix. And a game that is near and dear to our hearts is NCAA 14, which is the last college football video game officially licensed one that was released by EA sports, uh, before, you know, litigation took over and, uh, they weren't able to do that successfully anymore. Um, and it's one that I always go back to when I just kind of need that little, you know, I just want to play as Mizzou and um, try to win a national championship or become be a coach and go up through the ranks. And there's been some pretty prominent figures in sort of the sports media landscape. Um, Big Cat from Barstool Sports, he's, no matter what you think about Barstool, um, I think his podcast is pretty good and he's been uh, streaming himself playing NCAA 14. And then also people are creating fake Twitter accounts of fake recruits and like live tweeting their experiences in the uh, single player mode of that game. And I don't know, it's just tricking a lot of people. It's, if you know the game, it's just kind of hilarious to see what's happening. I think even Gabe DeArmond was tricked by one of these fake accounts. 
Yeah, it is funny that they've created this entire like faux universe of recruiting. I'm pretty sure there's even like fake coaches and all this stuff out there. And they're just like some some of the players are like decommitting and all this stuff already. It's just it's hilarious. And um, I will say, I think we are a little bit ahead of the curve because we were talking about this last uh, summer, like before um, football season starts. It's usually my summertime activity is uh, revisiting some of the NCAA football uh, video games. And it's just always kind of gets me in the mood for football season and everything like that. And uh, it, it allows me to uh, see Missouri win some football games and everything. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, there was one uh, case in particular where a guy made a, made an, a Twitter account for his recruit and, you know, tweeted out that he had been offered by, I think it was Northern Illinois. And the coach DM'd him and was like, hey, stop. <laughs> hey, you didn't actually get a – you did not get an offer from us. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I got it right here. And he, like, screenshotted his TV. <laughs> and he was like, this, like, this is legit. And he's like, you know, obviously the coach was a little confused and was not quite in on the joke. But he, eventually he came around and tweeted, like, yeah, I got got. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's pretty I hilarious. Know. I actually uh, – I saw, I think the first one I saw, I was using the, uh, the podcast Twitter and, uh, I was like, Oh, it's this guy tweeted out that he had a uh, Mizzou offer. And so I was like, okay, I'll favorite this. So the, the, uh, our followers can see this and send them some love and stuff or whatever. And, uh, then I realized I was like, like his profile picture just looked kind of weird. And like, I didn't recognize his name and it was something kind of weird. It was like, I don't know, a name I didn't recognize. And so I was like, Oh, I bet this is uh, I bet this is a fake one, and I realized what it was. But uh, I almost got got as well. But uh, I don't know. It, it's a it's a really funny thing. I think it's very entertaining. Yeah, and it just I don't know the the things people are resorting to uh, with sports being gone are kind of hilarious. You know, I've seen people, you know, placing bets, you know, like with their like taking bets online you know, in a joking way, mostly with like their kids racing in the backyard or something, or just like, I don't know that you see every once in a while that marble video that circulates of the marbles racing down the sand hill and little things like that keep coming up. It's like uh, people are pretty desperate for sports right about now. Yeah. I think I've seen the sports center, uh, social media, like interacting with like just doing things they've never done. Like they're sharing content. That's not even really sports related and they're like commenting on different like video game streamers platforms and stuff like that um so i don't know everybody's just having to get creative for sure yeah okay can you tell we're putting off the uh the bad news (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say maybe we should uh move on to the news of the week and that is missouri getting spurned not once not twice but three times in the course of like three days four days so uh first it was justin turner deciding justin turner of course the transfer uh, graduate transfer from bowling green uh who mizzou was recruiting really hard and it looked like they were the leader and actually on last week's episode when we were kind of previewing his commitment we said (laughs) I said something to the effect of I, it doesn't seem like he really necessarily is dying to leave Bowling Green. I mean, how often do you actually see a person 
publicly say multiple times, Bowling Green is still, you know, the school that I'm transferring away from is still one that I might return to. You just don't see that very often. Usually when people enter the transfer portal, it's a clean break and, you know, they don't know exactly where they're going to go, but they know they're leaving. And that was not the case with him. And I said, I think the fit at Missouri is the only thing that'll, that could pull him away from Bowling Green. And apparently that just wasn't enough. Yeah, I think we also talked about how just these are just strange circumstances right now with uh, everything going on in our country, and it's hard to take visits. And, I mean, you obviously can't take visits. So, you know, the only contact you're having with these people is is uh, virtually, and you're not getting to see uh, any of the facilities that you'd be in or any of that kind of stuff. So um, it, I, I hope that, I didn't, that he didn't watch our video, and then uh, I talked some sense into him. He's like, hey, that's a good idea. I should stay because I don't know anything <laughs> about where I'm going. But. I'm just kidding. But um, unfortunately, uh, that must have been a little bit too, too logical because uh, it seems that that definitely played a factor, I'm sure, um, and just the overall risk of the situation uh, was, was greater um, this year than it probably ever would be. Yeah, obviously, it's super disappointing, and it was a bit surprising just because, you know, in a vacuum – it wasn't that surprising because, you know, we knew that was a real possibility because of everything you just said. But in the grand scheme of things, it was incredibly surprising just because we never see it. Just yeah. never see that. And it really seemed like, I don't know, maybe he just, and, and he said, you know, multiple times that it was a, it was a basketball decision. You know, when it yeah. came down to it, he did what was best for him from a basketball point of view. And so, obviously, they're going to be a favorite to win the MAC uh, next year. Maybe not the favorite, but right there at the top. And, you know, two-time all-conference player. I don't know. It's just he knew what he had there. He knew potentially. And, and I mean, this kind of – you'd think this should work in Mizzou's favor sometimes, but it seems like it it doesn't. The fact that you don't need to go to a higher-profile program to be noticed in 2020 like you needed to even six seven eight years ago um you know he's just fine he's going to get plenty of tv time in the mac because of streaming services and if he wants to take his game to the next level he doesn't need to go to a a bigger program to do that and that's the argument we make a lot of times with like five-star recruits that you know have missouri ties you know come to missouri showcase your skills for a year you don't need to go to Duke. You don't need to go to Kentucky to be seen. That's still true, you know, even further down the line where Missouri is that bigger, bigger program. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly right. And just this day and age, literally anybody can be discovered in any sport that has professional levels. And, uh, and it hasn't always been that way, but yeah, I mean, go somewhere where uh, you're going to be able to showcase your talent. You're going to, you know, you're going to have guaranteed playing time. Um, yeah, a lot of times that works out for Missouri. And in this situation, I definitely think it hurt Missouri <clears throat> because Justin Turner knew exactly uh, what the situation is going to be next year that he walks into. <clears throat> he's going he's gonna to be the guy. And uh, he's going to be able to take all the shots he wants. And he's going to put up numbers. So um, it's certainly understandable uh, from his perspective why he wanted to stay. Uh, but from our perspective, it's disappointing. Uh, it's, it's a legitimate blow to Missouri's outlook for next season that was going to be some 
instant offense injected right into the team that we desperately need. Um, and as of now, uh, the outlook is exactly the same as it's been for the last few months. You know, it's just like, okay, we are going to move forward most likely with the uh, pretty much the same old, same old team that we've had for two years. And um, I, you can definitely see that reality hitting um, everybody on social media and uh, on the internet. You know, it's, uh, it's disappointing for sure. And, uh, you know, there's, there's reasons to be optimistic and there's certainly reasons to be pretty concerned. Yeah. And that was, that was the most sure thing that we've had in a while that went wrong. I mean, the more traditional recruits that we've gone after the last couple of years, I never felt as good about any of them as I did about this graduate transfer. And for that to go poorly, it's just, I don't know when the most sure thing you've had in a while just doesn't work out. Obviously, I mean, immediately after this decision, the fan base was kind of at a loss and getting angry, getting frustrated, understandably, but at the same time, you know, you gotta, can't get too crazy with it, but I don't know, definitely frustration uh, surrounding the Justin Turner decision. So the other big news of the week was Josh Christopher and maybe less heartbreak uh, with this one because it was more expected that he was not going to choose Missouri, but he announced the same day as Justin Turner, although it didn't feel like the same day because <laughs> it was many hours later. And um, yeah, he decided to go to Arizona state, which was actually a surprise. I think everybody had him, going to Michigan, but he chose Arizona State to go play with his brother, Caleb, I believe, who just finished his freshman season there. And so Missouri and Michigan both missing out on the services of Josh Christopher. Yes, uh, finally a uh, bookend to what was a very, very long recruitment, a very long recruitment and uh, had its ups and downs. Definitely felt like we had a shot at him at one point in the process. Definitely felt like we did not have a shot at him at the end of the process. Um, it makes sense that he goes to Arizona State. He's a West Coast guy. His brother's already there. Uh, I think Arizona State has a chance to be pretty good next year if they can put it all together. Um, Pac-12's not very good, so anybody could yeah. win that league next year. Yeah. Um, Michigan, for the last week, has also – uh, had a rough week, so they feel they've they felt our pain of what we feel a lot of the time. So, because I think they obviously felt like they were getting Josh Christopher, got spurned by him, and then as well as another like four or five star recruit that they thought they were getting, I think like decommitted and decided he was going to go go pro, go pro yeah. into the G League or something. So, which they've is, been to the Final Four before though. So yeah, they can they'll be fine. I don't care what they say. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I mean. We had been preparing ourselves for a uh, non-Missouri pick for a long time now, uh, a very long time, like I mentioned. So, Do you remember uh, when we were at Mizzou Arena? Was it for Mizzou Madness two years ago when he was visiting? Yeah. I think Jeez. it was when, like, Michael Porter Jr. No, that was the year after that. Yeah, year after but, that. It was when Jonte. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Josh Christopher. <laughs> oh, man. I've really liked to not cry on the episode, <laughs> but we're getting close. 
we'll mask it with laughter yeah hide our pain yes um why didn't missouri just offer a scholarship to caleb christopher is my question because arizona state to my knowledge according to the sources of readily available to me was his only offer his only division one offer cameron don't try to bring logical thinking into missouri basketball recruiting yeah it was a that's a, a path you don't want to go down that's because that would have made a lot of sense and it's not like they had to plan out i mean they were already recruiting him they were already recruiting josh when it would have been time my wife says don't put my hands towards the camera because it makes it look really weird so i'll have to refrain from doing that but uh we're already recruiting josh christopher and we know he has a brother yeah. now this is easy for me to say after everything's over, <laughs> but also just, just throw him a scholarship offer. Just see what happens. I would have preferred we, we decided to give our scholarship to Axel Akan go. So that's a valid point. I can understand that. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Uh, no disrespect, but that was sarcasm. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of Michigan though, uh, they missed out on Josh Christopher. Do you want to say anything else about Josh Christopher? Before I we move don't. On? I, to be You've honest, said, I, I don't have much to say about Josh Christopher anymore. To be completely honest, we've said what we can say. Best of luck to him. I will say Cheers. one thing. I will say one thing. If he picked Missouri, then none of these Missouri fans would be calling him a prima donna or, you know, an attention hog. We'll say. There you go. Um, None, you would not be saying any of that. So just because he went to Arizona State, that doesn't make him any worse of a person. You know, he wants to go play basketball with his brother for a year, a year of college basketball that doesn't really matter to him in the long run. He's made that pretty public, you know, during his recruitment. This is just a stepping stone for his pro career. So there's literally no reason to talk bad about him at this point when you wouldn't have been doing that if he chose Missouri. I understand being checked out of the recruitment and just not really caring anymore and whatever happens, happens. But let's, let's, let's dial it back a little bit. Mizzou fan base as a whole, let's dial it back a little bit from, you know, immature uh, name calling and things like that because, you know, we could have just as easily, you know, in an alternate timeline where Mizzou, where good things happen to Mizzou, he could have just as easily picked Missouri and then the Arizona State fans would be saying the same thing. And we'd be we'd be trying to defend him at that point. So just keep that in mind. Not you specifically, Kyle. You've been you've been very mature throughout this whole thing. <laughs> uh, speaking of Michigan, though, David DeJulius uh, transferred from Michigan, had Missouri in his Final Four along with Iowa State, Marquette, and Cincinnati, and he chose Cincinnati. Um, so that kind of adds to Michigan's. Uh, bad news lately is they didn't they did not want to see him go in the first place um and he would have been a traditional transfer barring a ncaa waiver he would have sat out next season and then had two more seasons of eligibility after that which would have worked really nicely he's kind of a, a scoring point guard um you know having a season alongside xavier penson and then another season to be kind of the head guy um in the backcourt made perfect sense. I think Missouri will try to do that with somebody regardless. Uh, but he chose Cincinnati. Um, so that was the third one in the week where uh, a player 
declined to be a part of the Mizzou basketball program. What's going on, Cam? What's going on? Uh, Talk some sense into me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, you know, we're optimists here on the Missouri Sports Podcast. Usually, we're pretty optimistic. We usually try to look at both sides, but I'm, I'm starting to feel myself slip away from the condo train a little bit. Can you reel me back in, or, or am I, or is it justified? Well, Cincinnati, you know, he chose Cincinnati. Um. They just won 20 games last season. They are top 50 Ken Palm team. They're starting point guard is not really a point guard. He's like a point forward uh, type of guy. And he's graduating. And then they've just got some underclassmen guards. So I think, uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Cincinnati was a good fit, I guess. Okay. Um, what, what about like bigger picture though? Like what's going on in this recruiting class? Uh, we, we got Jordan Wilmore coming in and we fought off Jacksonville state to get him. So that's about the only recruiting battle we've won. Yeah. Okay. Big, big, big picture. Um, 2020 recruiting class. We missed on Josh Christopher, obviously. We missed on Cam Fletcher. He went to Kentucky. We missed on Caleb Love. He went to North Carolina. Under-recruited, I would say, Luke Kasubke. And he said, fine, uh, Kansas State wants me. I'll go to Kansas State. Uh, chose Jordan Wilmore over, uh, what's his name, the other guy that went to Kansas State, Bradford. Yeah. Davion, Davion Bradford. Bradford. Yeah. Reports were that they that the staff had them you know, graded out equally, um, which is fine. So he's going to Kansas State. Missed out on Ryan Kalkbrenner. He's going to Creighton. I forgot about that good. one. Yeah, that, that's not good. When you look at when you look at twenty four seven sports, you look at the state of Missouri uh, recruits. You have to go. I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing there for for Mizzou. So I don't know. That's really disheartening and when you're trying to project out this roster for another couple years it's it doesn't look good the the 2021 guys that I thought could have been could have been a part of a huge recruiting class um, I think a lot of them have already trimmed Missouri from their list and you know we're left with Tamar Bates from Kansas City that you know, I think would be a great addition, but that's like basically one name from um, that would I would consider like a Missouri type player. I think he's actually Kansas City, Kansas, but and then a bunch of Michigan guys that have offers from Michigan and Michigan State, and then all the other Big Ten schools as well. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of at a loss and. This 2021 recruiting class now, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about a couple names of transfers that to, to have on the radar still to fill these last couple scholarships. But for all intents and purposes, we're looking at the same roster this past year going into next year. It's slim pickings on the, uh, on the uh, transfer portal at this point because yeah. I think a lot of the 
a lot of the names that we probably would have wanted to be in on are are either made their decisions or or close. So, and then yeah, we're I, freeing up a bunch of scholarships at the end of next season. I mean, a huge number of scholarships. Yeah. So I I agree. The uh, the the long term planning here it looks dire, and I I'm really trying not to be uh, doomsday here, but like because we're really not that way very often but it, it really doesn't look good no. and I, I just don't know what's going on and the idea just the idea of firing Conzo Martin or Conzo Martin resigning is has always been so far out of the realm of possibility for me and that's just kind of how I am as a Mizzou fan like I was obviously I knew it was time to move on from Kim Anderson but I was every off season. I know I was like, okay, there's pieces here. You know, uh, we were rebuilding those first two years. You know, we've got a full recruiting class with a year under the belt and then just nothing. Yeah. And obviously it was time after that third season. And I, and I'm not there yet with Conzo, obviously not that we can do anything if we wanted to, as far as his contract is concerned, but man, I don't know. Just, it would be one thing if, you know, at, at this point, you know, what kept, what, I think what he's missing that would buy him some more time is just some names. I mean, yeah. just. Just give us something to look forward to or some yeah. hope that you're trying. I mean, that recruiting class of Terrence Phillips, Kevin Perrier, KJ Walton, and Cullen Van Leer, that was like. <laughs> we were excited for that recruiting class just because it was a solid group of guys that, that we could count on being on campus. It was just potential. Just the thought of potential out of this group of people. And some of them were like local guys, like everybody roots of the Missouri kids. And And I think KJ Walton was like the highest, highest rated one. He was like 200 in the nation or maybe like 180. Mm -hmm. So you know, not a, I mean, that, that recruiting class was still towards the bottom of the SEC, but it was yeah. still four names that we had on board that we could, you know, project into the lineup and talk about their minutes and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like, okay, we got the same team plus Jordan Wilmore, who's a, you know, barely a three star center. Yeah. But he's seven feet tall. Who's incredibly raw and will yeah. probably have several years of development before he makes an impact. The, the 2021 class, you know, unless I, – I, let me back up just a little bit. Um, I was going to mention there's a fine line between, you know, you have to – we would be really upset as fans if Conzo did not go after Caleb Love, Josh Christopher, and Cam Fletcher as hard as he possibly could. We would be upset with him. However, I don't think I could be that upset if – you know, you just don't wait on Josh Christopher and you sign Luke Kasubke. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the staff just wasn't real high on Kasubke and, you know, they just didn't think it was a huge miss if he went to Kansas State. That's totally possible. We don't know exactly how these guys are graded out and everything, but just from looking at the recruiting profiles on the recruiting sites and things, um, it seems like there comes a point where you just kind of got to go, okay, maybe we don't get these five-star guys but if we get you know three guys from the area 
and, and maybe I'm just settling for mediocrity and we need to just go find the coach that can land one of these guys every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my exact thoughts. And I, I, I was going to say the exact same thing is, uh, you know, some people will probably say that I'm settling for mediocrity or, or whatever, but I, I think that at this point you just stop allocating so many resources and time to those elite five-star prospects that you know are 90% or higher going to go to their best possible offer, which isn't you. And like we've said many times before, a program like Missouri has to make its living off of a three and four year player who may not be a super highly ranked recruit, but comes in and is super effective over, over a, a longer career and has time to develop and come into their themselves as a player. And, uh, and that is probably the Luke Kasupke's or, um, you know, the Ryan Kalkbrenner's of the world, you know, we got, we have to, I think, start allocating everything we can at those like, you know, top 150 players, but guys that aren't necessarily a shoe in to go to Kentucky or Duke or whatever. So, um, because right now it just seems like we're kind of, you know, landing either short or, or you know, or we're ending up with guys who are pretty under recruited and because that's just like, who we yeah, have to resort to left. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, if I was going to play devil's advocate a little bit against what you just said and the argument I made just a moment ago, there's, I mean, that's kind of what we had with Kim Anderson. I mean, that recruiting class that I just outlined was, you know, not really, not scraping the absolute bottom of the barrel, but just getting by with who wanted to be at Mizzou and not really, going after you know the cream of the crop and now we know from stories that have come out now like for example Michael Porter Jr. they told the staff you know we have no interest in coming to Mizzou with Kim Anderson as the head coach which is really damning for the staff you know now that we hear that after the fact but that's a big yikes yeah at the same time and this is I think this says more about, well, it says a little bit about both Kim Anderson and Conzo Martin. Once, once uh, Lorenzo Romar was let go and Michael Porter senior was out of a job there for a little bit. First of all, he was not going to be out of a job for long. Um, they were, they were, would have been happy to come back to Columbia with just about any coach that was not Kim Anderson, basically. I mean, it would have had a bit of, been a really bad fit at that point for them to say, yeah, we'll, we're still going to pass on coming back to Columbia that's been our home for like 12 years. Yeah, I mean, not saying that those recruiting classes were going to, you know, take Missouri to NCAA tournaments or anything like that, but I just genuinely think Cam Anderson was not a good coach, <laughs> and he, right. just didn't, he just didn't do anything with even the talent that he did have. But uh, I agree. I mean – yeah, those weren't like tremendous recruiting classes either. But I, and it's it's so much you know more difficult than than I'm making it sound. Like just go for those middle of the road guys and we'll be good. You know, it's not that simple. Uh, but there's definitely a balance to it. But it, there's a balance, and I just think clearly the recruit, recruiting philosophy has to probably change from what it is right now. And it's a tough spot to be in for sure. Yeah, and, and obviously we've talked about injuries before and how that plays into things and, you know, how how much more leeway would Conzo Martin have if if there had been just zero injuries this whole time? Yeah. You know, we're talking about 
a, a what if scenario that we can't even really put into words because the injuries have been so impactful. So I don't know. It's it's going to be tough to watch the rest of this off season unfold, knowing that Missouri is not going to be able to do anything really to really up their game and you know raise them up in the pecking order of the SEC especially when you look at what the SEC is doing this offseason I think I saw that like four of the top 20 recruiting classes are in the SEC and a lot of schools are you know replacing what they're what's leaving with just awesome prospects and other schools are loading up with even more guys and bringing guys back and I don't know. You got to hope that there's going to be some progression from some of these guys that have been in the program for a while, but we just keep talking about, you know, having hope for the future and being, being able to be optimistic. And we on this podcast, especially will take any little bit of optimism and stretch it to its thinnest, I feel like. And there's just nothing there for us to hold on to right now. Is that, does that exhaust your, uh, your feelings on the topic? Yeah, I mean, I think we've said what we can say at this point. I mean, things are not good. Things will be not good for a while. Uh, and something's got to change. And, I mean, I agree. I don't know that it's just fire Conzo Martin because that's just going to add probably some more time to, uh, to the rebuild. But, I mean, I guess a quick note, <laughs> and I, grass is always greener, I know, but, like, holy cow. Look at Arkansas. Like they're they're in on everybody. Like I just feel like there's so much energy in that program right now with new coach Musselman, and they're 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 pretty good last year. They have really talented players, and they're bringing in more talented players. And like I just don't see that like energy or like passion. I feel like in our in this program. Yeah, and. And that's not necessarily something that Justin Turner would have fixed completely. No. Um, it would have just, from a pure basketball standpoint, it would have added, you know, a little bit of something that had been missing. Yeah. Uh, but from a long-term outlook, that was a that was a one-year guy. We would have still been looking at the 2021 class as kind of a make-or-break situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want you. You mentioned Arkansas. Also, look at an interesting case study is Illinois who after Missouri beat them in the bragging rights game, just this past season, those fans were pretty down in the dumps and, you know, questioning everything about that program. And then they went on to have a really awesome big 10 season in the best conference in college basketball and everybody's back on board and, you know, everything's hunky dory in champagne. So uh, winning games can change a lot. So, I think that's what we have to hope for at this point is just to go out and win games because that be motivates nice, that motivates the fan base that gets recruits attention. So like always, uh, I think Al Davis was the one that made it famous. Just win baby. That was his saying. So that's pretty much, that's pretty much what you got to do in sports is win games. And uh, win recruiting battles. Yeah. Well, one begets the other, I'm afraid. Uh, should we talk about 
two names. Uh, I think we, we had the same two names of people to keep an eye on as far as transfers uh, for the off season, sort of now that we've missed on the first crop of available guys. Um, Drew Bugs, uh, both of these guys are guards. Uh, Drew Bugs from Hawaii and Jared Hyder from Fresno State. Um, did we basically just hear that Mizzou had reached out to them? Yeah, Bugs is a grad transfer, like you said, from Hawaii. Um, you know, he's kind of a Drew Smith kind of guy in the way that he just kind of fills the stat sheet, like nothing like spectacular. Um, and last year, you know, he averages just under 10 points a game, a little over five uh, assists a game, and almost almost five rebounds a game. So he kind of just is all over the place uh, filling the stat sheet. Um, so he would definitely be a nice addition for sure, potentially. Yeah, I think uh, that the staff has made contact with him. Yeah, he he looks like a, a workhorse for Hawaii, playing almost 90% of available minutes mm -hmm. and then uh, the best assist rate in the conference. But uh, as far as shooting, uh, pretty pretty terrible, honestly. 26% uh, from three on, a, on 100 attempts. Um, so pr looking like kind of a pure distributor, but a guy that can get to the rim and get to the foul line a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how we talk about, you know, we're going from Justin Turner that fit into the the hole in the offense so perfectly to a guy that, you know, maybe is a little bit redundant and you're going to have to force Drew and X to play off the ball a little bit more and you're going to rely on them making shots. But, you know, if they can improve their shooting a little bit and play off the ball a little bit more, then maybe something like that would work. Uh, Jared Hyder, let me look at his profile. Would he he'd be a traditional transfer, right? He's only played one season? Correct, yep. So he would probably have to sit out a year, but he would probably have three to play, I believe. And a little bit better shooter, uh, over 30% on about 100 attempts. Um, excellent three-point shooter. Uh, another high assist guy. So, I mean, that that one, I think, makes a little bit more sense to me as far as, like, the allocation of scholarships go and that – sort of getting that on schedule a little bit. Yeah, and I we think so about, as well. You know, playing a year with X and then running the show after that. I think mm -hmm. that would kind of make sense. Yeah, I think to me, we already kind of have the roles filled that Bugs would probably come in and fill next year. Um, yeah, Jared Hyder, probably a little bit more long-term appeal for sure. Uh, it looks like most of the schools that have contacted Jared Hyder are all kind of West Coast schools. Obviously, he's at Fresno State now, so that's California. Yeah, he's from um, California originally. Missouri is one is one of the farthest east schools, I believe, that has contacted him, at least in the ones that I looked at. So he he may be trying to stay on the West Coast, but um, if he's trying to change it up a little bit, then maybe uh, he comes to Mizzou. But, yeah, definitely two names to keep an eye on. Uh, somebody's got to have to fill the scholarship. Somebody's going to do it. Um, I just don't know who at this point, but uh, it looks like for sure Missouri is going to fill at least one or two scholarships with – some ball handling guards uh, that can hopefully shoot the three at least decently well. Now I did see one other guy that interested me. Um, he was at the top of Bart Torvik's uh, transfer tracker um, or transfer portal list. And his name is Sean D or Sean D Brown of Wake Forest. He is uh, entered his name into the NBA draft, but has also stated he doesn't know for sure if he's going to stay in the draft and he may uh, come back out. 
or come back to school. And if he does that, it will not be at Wake Forest. So he's entered his name for the NBA draft. He's also entered the transfer portal. And uh, he would be a graduate transfer, uh, 6'5", 220, junior, um, pretty okay three-point shooter, uh, good at getting to the rim, good at getting to the free throw line, making free throws, good rebounder. Um, so maybe that, you know, forward that we've been looking for the uh, last couple of seasons, but that's a pretty long shot. I don't even know if Missouri has reached out to him, but, you know, it was just the people that I start just looking at the top of the list of available transfers now, like, okay, who can we maybe yeah. even reach out to at this point? Yeah. There's like 700 something names out there. I think that have transferred. So somebody is going to play at Missouri at some point. But the further list. we go, the less, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, these, these guys are, are picking their first spots and so far that hasn't been Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Um, Producer Cameron, we got a little bit of time left here on the Zoom call. All right. Uh, <laughs> are there any other names out there that you want to mention? No, absolutely none. Zero names. Um, <laughs> then let's just quickly, if, I mean, basically at this point, like we talked about, we're looking at next year, last year's roster coming back again. Yeah. So we have can kind of pencil in uh, Penson, Drew Smith into starting roles, Tillman if he returns into start, starting role, Kobe Brown at the four spot. Uh, it'll be interesting. You know, they could kind of go small and go Mark Smith at the three or Javon Pickett has started a lot of games at the three in his two years so far at Missouri will be a junior. So one of those two guys, the other one of which would be like the sixth man. Then you have Mitchell Smith, Torrance Watson, Parker Brown, Jordan Wilmore, and Axel Okongo. So uh, they're going to, I think, be forced to play small some or play Mitchell Smith at the five quite a bit. Um, and that's just – yeah. it's the same team coming back next year. So just subtract uh, Reed Nico and bring in Jordan Wilmore. I don't even know if I want to say this, but can you imagine if Xavier Pinson decides to not return for whatever reason or, or Jeremiah Tillman, how dire the outlook would be for next season? What about Mitchell Smith? <laughs> or Mitchell Smith. I don't think Mitchell Smith's leaving. Um, I, don't think, I don't think any of them are leaving. If one of them did, yeah. Uh, Drew Smith would play... <laughs> 63 minutes per game <laughs> and 120% of minutes <laughs> yeah. 120% of the available minutes um, if Tillman left you know hello Parker Brown I mean I honestly think Parker Brown's gonna play a pretty significant role next year anyway I mean he might be I mean maybe maybe Mitchell Smith is your starting five maybe Parker Brown is your starting five but either way those two and then you play small with Kobe Brown maybe and that's that's your front court and you know Jordan Wilmore has a few minutes in there as well I don't I don't want to think about that Kyle I, I, do, I surely don't either <laughs> but I, wanna, I, I don't think that's gonna happen but I mean that's certainly something that is in the realm of possibility I suppose you're right unfortunately but yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about that too much until we're not, it actually we're comes to pass. yeah yeah but, I mean, at this point, you know, fast forward a few months and we're 
you know, gearing up for the next basketball season. You know, we're back in our comfy studio. Um, I'm projecting like, how can you project anything more than like 15 wins for the squad? No. Yeah. After doing that the last two seasons. Yeah. It is a long time away, uh, but I, I 100% expect us to be in the same outlook uh, in October when the season's getting ready to start. I think we'll be saying the same things that we are now. But we'll be excited to watch Drew Smith. We'll be excited to watch Xavier Penson. That will be the storyline right there. It's what can those two guys do? How far can they take Missouri? That'll be it. That'll be the season. And, and uh, how I, those two and Tillman, I think, yeah, that'll be it. You know, they say that the biggest jump you typically see is between the freshman and sophomore season. So Kobe Brown maybe could take a step up, but still. Yeah. It's almost like they're just like kind of one scoring wing player away from, you know, really getting us excited for next season. Man, if only we had like a player that could transfer from another school, just just even maybe for one year. Yeah. Or if, even if, there was just, if there was like a one and done high school guy that was just kind of in, you know interested in Mizzou, we could really go after. I don't know, maybe one of these years, that'll happen. Yeah. All right, Kyle, is that all you got for the folks? That's, that's all I got for the folks. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod. You can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. If you're listening on a podcast service, please leave us a review if you're able to, or a rating. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, comment. Leave a comment. I'll, we'll be out there replying to the comments. And uh, if there's anything you guys want to see or talk about during the off season, please let us know. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>